This is Pastoring Out Loud, a podcast for Bethlehem Baptist Church's South Campus in Lakeville, Minnesota. Are you interested in learning more about our church? Go to Bethlehem.church forward slash location forward slash south dash campus. Dave, when did you first aspire to be an elder? Not just like, hey, I want to teach God's word in some capacity, but like, I want to be an overseer, a shepherd of, of God's people. When did that first come to your mind? Yeah, I think so. The I would say towards the end of sophomore year of college, started taking God's word really seriously. Kelly and I actually started going to Bethlehem then and hearing Pastor John unpack the word. We were dating uh, in that summer. Uh, Kelly went home for the summer, and I went and visited her every weekend, except for one. I only made that mistake once, and I couldn't couldn't bear it anymore. Well, that's going to be a, a conversation. What kept you from her? <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember. Um, I think she was sick or something. Okay. Uh, but uh, then uh, her dad was a pastor, and so I was uh, almost every Saturday morning there, I was asking him my uh, theological questions. He was very patiently answering them. But then he started once in a while taking me on different uh, ministry uh, visits and uh, places where he would teach and shepherd people. And I got to hear him preach and watch him interact with people after he would preach on Sundays. And I think it just started building in me what else would I want to do besides love God's people with God's word. And I've always been bent relationally. So I think that was just, that it, it just all of a sudden started to come into place. Um, and then the more I learned about the church and what it is, the more it just seemed to me like that's where God was calling me to be a part of the church um, in that way. So yeah, I guess pro- probably probably Kelly's dad and just watching him shepherd he's been a pastor for about 30 years now just faithful is what made me want to do it and where I think the start of God's call to have me do it okay well praise God well today we are talking about the doctrine of the church and specifically about what it means that we at Bethlehem are an elder-led church elder-led as opposed to there's some other phrases that get thrown around. We can talk about those. But does the Bible talk about how a church should be structured, Dave, in terms of leadership and uh, responsibilities leaders have, responsibilities that uh, members have, things like that? Is that in the Bible? Yeah, I think it's I think it's one of those under under talked about doctrines. But then once you see it, you kind of see it everywhere. Um, as you begin to walk through, especially the New Testament, especially the epistles, I think, with Paul. Um, but, but Peter talks about it as well. You know, we've talked a lot about it uh, during this 2020 vision that we've been doing. Um, we've, we've gone to Acts 20, 28. It says to pay careful attention to the flock uh, that God has purchased with his own blood. Or First Peter 5, shepherd the flock of God among you. Um, 1 Timothy 3, where you have the qualifications uh, for elders and and then deacons actually too as officers or positions of the church. So I I do think that you have these these places where you see the responsibilities laid out uh, for leadership in the church that the Holy Spirit appoints. Yeah. 
Amen. So when we talk about structure of the church, we talk about this word polity of the church. So historically speaking, different Protestant churches, and it's very different in Roman Catholic and in Orthodox context, different Protestant churches have had some different conceptions with scriptural beliefs surrounding them for how a church ought be led. So what, what are some of those, Dave? Like, what does it look like in a, uh, I mean, what do we say? An elder-led church, that's what Bethlehem is. Um, and we're a Baptist church. Are there other kinds of other denominations where elders lead? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, so there's there's a, a church model called elder rule. Um, so elder-led is, is the, the elders are leading and yet the congregation has this this responsibility, and it's the reason we have quarterly strategy meetings to uh, bring in new members, to, to be a part of church discipline, to elect uh, or choose their their officers. However, you decide to do that, I think that uh, that's what an elder-led church is. An elder-ruled church uh, would mean that the, the elders are the ones that really enact those final decisions as a as a leadership group. So both, both of those would have a plurality of elders responsible for leading the church, but where that kind of final decision goes is what's different. One would be congregation, one would be the elders themselves. Um, you know, and then there's all sorts of other models. There's a, a Presbyterian model um, that's, that's a little bit different. There's a, and there's all sorts of variations of that. There's a, a classic Baptist model, which, you know, has typically a... Uh, a pastor and then a, a deacon board who's making all sorts of decisions. So there's all sorts of variations. Um, yeah, over the years. Yeah. yeah, I think it's interesting. If you go back to read uh, some of the, the documents that really surrounded the first people that conscientiously called themselves Baptists, people coming out of the Congregationalist churches mm -hmm. in England, mm -hmm. um, they were elder-led churches that gave some authority to the elders and also gave authority to the members in the church. Mm -hmm. And that was historically the way that it was thought of, at least initially. And then uh, that changed to all kinds of different things over, over the years. So I think when Pastor John came here in 1980, it was a pastor and deacon board model. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then the late 80s into the early 90s, that was argued for and changed to move towards the model we presently have, mm -hmm. elder-led, where mm -hmm. elders lead the congregation to the congregation still has significant responsibility in all kinds of ways. You mentioned Presbyterian model. Mm -hmm. It's like where a group of elders from multiple churches get together mm -hmm. to make decisions about for, each church. For all of them. Yep, yeah. for all of them. Yeah. Good. What can we see about leadership in the Scripture? So is this elder-led model biblical, do you think, Dave? Yeah, I think it is. Um, I think that we, uh, we can see, uh, you know, we already mentioned First Peter and Acts 20 is a place where we see the, the shepherds to, to give oversight over a certain group of people. Um, you know, 1 Corinthians 5 is a place you could go where, where Paul is appealing to the congregation to make a decision um, to put this immoral man out of their midst. And so I think that you see uh, both there. You see, a, uh, you know, he's an apostle. Um, but you see a, a leader here who's who's calling for something, and then you see the the people uh, commissioned to make this final. They're, they're kind of the final stamp here. Yeah. 
um, of, of doing this. So I, I do think you see it there. Um, I think that, you know, you would, you would probably want to go and talk about the, the keys if I was going to tee you up and say, Daniel, tell us about <laughs> the keys of the kingdom. And then you could riff on that. Yeah. I mean, just 30 seconds. If you listen to, uh, the, again, the podcast with Jonathan Lehman early on. Um, so the, the keys of the kingdom are just the, uh, Jesus says, whatever you bind in heaven, um, will be bound, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. He talks about it in regards to Matthew 18, is that same kind of language mm-hmm. of the keys, talking about what the congregation is doing when they're saying, like, this man who's caught in sin and won't repent, mm-hmm. um, we're putting him outside our fellowship, not necessarily geographically, like, you can't come be among us, mm-hmm. but, like, we're not mm-hmm. going to count you as a believer. That's all in terms of these keys of the kingdom that um, I think is wrapped up in the right confession of who Jesus is and the right preaching of the gospel. Mm-hmm. And so when the church as an embassy said, and I think that's the right way of thinking about it is as an embassy of heaven says, you've been granted a passport. You appear to us like you are members of the kingdom. Um, and then we revoke your passport. Mm-hmm. But I think it's uniquely um, Protestant, unlike Roman Catholics and Orthodox, mm-hmm. where we would say, um, we cannot for certain know mm-hmm. that you are in or out of the kingdom. We can only do what appears to be the case um, for us. We're, we're enacting something that we think points towards what your fate will be mm-hmm. if, if uh, you continue in this sin or if you persist in faithfulness, as opposed to like an Orthodox or Roman Catholic church where they would say, if you're to be disciplined, you are removed from the means of grace, and there is no hope for you. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a total statement about the nature of someone's faith um, to be disciplined in either of those traditions. Mm-hmm. So speaking of those traditions, Dave, so we've, uh, you know, historically in the church, certainly, um, you know, you see hierarchies uh, developing post Constantine, uh, post 325 AD, and then on and before that even you see uh, terms used, and then also in the scriptures like bishop and elder and other things like that. Are those are those words in the Bible like bishop? Yeah, yeah, they are. Um, you know, they're normally uh, the way that we see it is uh, as overseer. Yeah. Um, so that's the word that shows up in our most of our translations, um, and in, in in you know you'll see you'll kind of see in some traditions those terms parsed out. They're different things. They're different offices. And at Bethlehem, uh, we believe that they're the same thing. Uh, we we believe that because we go to texts and we see them as the same thing. So I'm just gonna read two that I think are helpful. So Acts twenty twenty eight. We've talked about this one a lot. Pay careful attention. So, so, so here, uh, this is being addressed to elders. Uh, pay careful attention to yourselves and to all the flock. So there's the picture of shepherd, pastor, in which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers. There's episcopos, uh, bishop, to care for the church of God, which he obtained with his own blood. So here we have, uh, this is addressed to the uh, Ephesian elders, who are then called shepherds and overseers. So we have all the, all the terms there. And then you go to 1 Peter 5, 
1 and 2, it says, So I exhort the elders among you as a fellow elder and witness of the sufferings of Christ, as well as a partaker in the glory that is going to be revealed. So here he's addressing elders. Shepherd the flock of God that's among you, exercising oversight. So you have all three terms there again. So we think that those are three, uh, a way to say it would be three words that are describing this one office of oversight in the church. So what does that look like at South Campus Dave? Like, we have elders, right? How many elders do we have presently? We have 11. Yeah, that's right. And four, I think, in the pipeline, uh, four guys that just entered. We do a cohort training model. Um, how does that relate to, so there's 11 elders at South Campus. How do we relate to elders at the other campuses? What is, what is that like? How do, just very practically, what does that look like? Yeah, so every month... Every month we have what we call a congregational elder meeting. That's a campus-specific elder meeting. And at those meetings, we are, we're, talking about, uh, we're talking about the South Campus. We're talking about South Campus people, praying for South Campus people, uh, seeking wisdom together to help our South Campus people, talking about things coming up for the South Campus. And that happens every month. Um, and then... We have other meetings where uh, elders come together from the three campuses. So we just last week had an all, was that last week we had an all elder meeting? I lose track sometimes with all these <laughs> meetings. Um, but we had an all elder meeting where we we address uh, things that might, uh, if you think of a Venn diagram of all the campuses, we're trying to address things at those meetings that kind of are in that center overlap area uh, of all the campuses to to gain collective wisdom on, on where we might need to go or what we might need to do on certain issues. Um, that happens once every couple months. And then there's a, a smaller group called the organizational elders that are represented by each campus that meet those other months when the all elders don't meet. And they're, they're often uh, working on, on special projects and trying to move the organization forward and bring recommendations to the all elders as well. So it's kind of three different groups that meet pretty regularly. Um, you know, we have a lead team meeting as well. That's another subset of elders that's meeting uh, every couple of weeks. Um, so there's, we interact, interact a lot um, yeah. with each other. Um, and uh, maybe, maybe the most, uh, maybe one example of how it works is so at the South Campus, let's say one of these four guys in our elder training program right now is ready to be nominated to be an elder in, in a year. The South Campus would interview him and nominate him, but then he has to go before all the elders to, to get interviewed by all of them to be recommended as an elder of Bethlehem. Kind of like you're a Presbytery of a sort. <laughs> it, could, uh, it could seem that way. Yeah, yeah. So just another layer of um, accountability and other things like that. So I'd say that the South Elder meetings are largely devoted to caring for, thinking about caring for, putting structures in place, and other things like that for South Campus members. Mm -hmm. The All Elder and the Org Elder uh, meetings often have to do with bigger um, directional all-campus changes, but still have, especially at the All Elder level, um, and the, uh, approving the officers, including deacons as well as elders, from each of the three campuses. Right. Yeah. Right. So, any of that going to change? So, we're talking about the 2020 vision. 
that's coming up. Um, and uh, if you're listening to this podcast right now, uh, it actually will probably be released after our informational meeting on the next 2020 vision change. But we're hoping to move towards campus-specific business meetings, or as Peter Thorpe is quick to say, family meetings. I like so, that. Yeah, I, I like that more too. Family business meetings. Is that okay? Yeah. Should okay. Yeah. So uh, is anything going to change about the way the elders relate to each other uh, across the campuses or what elders are doing at our own campus in relation to that business meeting? I don't know. I think that that's something that we'll continue to talk about and figure out. I don't, I don't know if there's anything um, pressing as far as kind of the rhythms that we'll meet in or the, the things that will come before the all elders. I will say that I think when we go to campus-specific family business meetings that... Um, that's a mouthful. Yeah, that's too much. That we will... Uh, those will be run... Uh, by, you know, the South Campus elders, you know, right now, uh, by, you know, run by Peter, who's our chair. Um, and so I think that those will have a much more South family, uh, South family feel than, than a normal, you know, strategy meeting does right now. So we'll, uh, we're eager to get there. I think that that's part of, of uh, us moving towards health. When you think about this, this gathering of people who are, who are doing these biblical things. Yeah, so. yeah. Amen. Anything else you'd say about elder-led congregationalism? I think the next time we get together, we're going to talk about that a little bit more. What does it mean to be a healthy member mm-hmm. in the midst of that? But anything else you'd say to our people? Only, only just that I think the, the South guys, and I think the other campuses too, but I just I know the South guys best. I just think that they've really embraced uh, the idea of shepherding the flock of God among them, knowing them, caring for them, leading them. Um, and and we're, not, we're not doing it perfect. We don't think we're doing it perfect. We know we've got a lot of room to grow. But I'm just really thankful to be in a plurality of, of guys that really care about the flock. Um, maybe that'd be the only other thing I'd say. Um, that just came to my mind as I was talking is I, I do think in the Bible you you see a plurality of elders yeah um, that there's wisdom and an abundance of counselors like the proverbs say and I think the Lord ordain, ordains a plurality just for that reason yeah so you see implicitly mm-hmm. like I you know Paul left Timothy in Ephesus to put in to you know make everything mm-hmm. in good order um, mm-hmm. and part of that is is appointing elders that's right in each town um so um yeah and i'd say if you listening to this podcast either um aspire or you know somebody who's qualified you look at first timothy three must be uh, a man who desires this office but then here's all these qualifications mm-hmm. somebody you think would make um you know a good elder at south campus we want to know mm-hmm. like that's something we want to know mm-hmm. we are um, uh, we, we genuinely believe that elders um, are a gift to the body mm-hmm. and whoever it is that's doing the work of an elder already as qualified etc we want to know and okay. recognize that this is a, a good gift from God maybe one more thing I'll say one more upshot is is the upshot of believing that all those offices are the same means that uh, there's there's no uh, tiers of leadership 
in our elder meeting. It's not like you and me are on staff, so we get two votes. Um, everyone gets one vote, and even even you'll see uh, when when we do the welcome uh, that we're trying to even teach this as we do the welcome. We have some of our uh, when I when I do the welcome, I might say, "Hey, my name is Dave Zogar. I'm an elder here. I don't want to be mainly known as a the." pastor preaching in Vision South, I want to be an elder at the South Campus primarily um, because we're all elders. And then sometimes if we're doing, you know, we used to be able to do communion like we did it. If Bill was up there, I might say, hey, I'm going to ask Pastor Bill uh, to pray because I want to continue to say, hey, we're all in this together. We're all sharing the same office and we all get a vote. And that's the way God's ordained it for the good of his people and the glory of his name, I think. So, yeah. Yeah. Amen. That's what the last podcast, just a reminder that uh, our good uh, facilities coordinator, Steve Rindy, has an offer out there for a copy for the Valley of Vision, the Puritan uh, book on prayer. Um, you can email Steve at steve.rindy at Bethlehem.church. And Dave, what is the book that we are giving away for the first person that emails me? It's a book called, it's by Nine Marks. No, it's not. It's by... Jeremy Rennie. In the ministry of Nine Marks. Oh, okay, fine. That's it's fair. a Nine Marks thing. Uh, it's, it's called Church Elders, How to Shepherds, Shepherd God's People Like Jesus. Yeah. So that book uh, will be given left here at the church office for the first person that emails me, daniel.fisbicki at bethlehem.church. Thanks for joining us today. Pastoring Out Loud is a ministry of Bethlehem Baptist Church's South Campus in Lakeville, Minnesota. Are you a member at South Campus? There's a particular topic or a scriptural text that you'd like to be addressed on this podcast. Please let us know by emailing southoffice at bethlehem.church.